Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest installment of the All Sports Talk podcast. As always, I am your host, Juan Rodriguez, or you can call me Junior. Either way, I go by either or. So before we get the show started, a couple of uh, promotions going on, starting with Eposky Custom Cups. You can find them on Instagram with the at sign Eposky. That is E-P-A-W-S-K-Y. If you got a cool cup idea that you're rattling in your brain, he does some amazing work. They do some amazing work, and I would give them a look up. They're very talented people. That is E. Posky at Custom Cups on Instagram. Second one is Custom Lily Creations. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram. That is Custom Lily, L-I-L-Y, Creations. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. She's an amazing t-shirt designer. She's made me a couple t-shirts and they have came out beautiful. So uh, look her up. She is a very talented woman and these two companies ship nationwide. So if you're in New Mexico, don't worry. They got you. You're in Wyoming. Don't worry. They got you. They deliver nationwide. So give them a look up. And if you are in the Roland Heights area in California, Look up Happy Hippie Massage on Instagram. That is happy, H-A-P-P-I-E, hippie, H-I-P-P-I-E, Happy Hippie Massage. She is a health educator and a massage therapist. So she does amazing work, and she she's just incredible at what she does. So look her up on Instagram for a quick appointment. So on this episode today, we're going to recap game two of the World Series, and then we're going to make predictions of this week's NFL game. So as I mentioned yesterday, as uh, some fans were already texting me and, you know, writing messages after the show, especially Dodger fans out there saying, it's over, we got this, I told you guys, it's going to be one of those series back and forth. Do not count out Tampa Bay. You might have beaten them 8-3. Yesterday, but today they were just uh, the better team today. They came out to an early jump in the first inning going up 1-0. But it was uh, in the middle innings, four through six, where they really just attacked the Dodgers' bullpen and their pitching. Uh, Two runs in the fourth, two runs in the fifth, and one in the sixth, and that kind of put the game away. Uh, The Dodgers, you know, they came out violently coming in in the fifth to go for two runs and the sixth, they got one and then they got one more in the eighth, but it just wasn't enough. Uh, tonight, the, uh, bullpen failed the Dodgers today. And look for the fans out there, especially on both sides, you know, for Dodger fans, I told you guys, it was not going to be an easy series. It was not going to be a sweep. Like how some of you guys predicted. I predicted before game one that it was going to be a seven game series. Uh, for Tampa Bay fans yesterday, you know, kind of saying, oh, no, it's over. You know, we just look terrible. We're not at the Dodgers level. And you got to have faith, man. You got to have faith. I expect this to go all the way to game seven. And at that point, it is anybody's guess from there. So overall, it was a good game for both sides. It's just, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays, they were just a little better today. Beanie Snell, four innings. Nine uh, strikeouts and two earned runs. And really the bullpen for the Dodgers was the main story. It wasn't the bats for Tampa Bay. The bullpen for the Dodgers just uh, didn't live up to the hype today as they usually do uh, all year round. Today they just they mislocated pitches today, as you can see. 
They mislocated pitches. They were just off their count. And these pitcher changes, again, uh, I'm, not, I'm just going to go back to it. Dave Roberts and his analytics again, uh, that kind of got him today. Putting out a bunch of guys out there, making the bullpen, going out there one inning, two innings, and tiring out the bullpen as quickly as they could. And again, uh, I mentioned yesterday, Dave Roberts is his own worst enemy. This analytics game does kill him sometimes. When it works, he looks like a genius. It when it fails, it, it costs them the game, and this cost them the game. Now the series is tied one-one. It's gonna be an amazing series. So for Dodger fans out there, don't worry about it. It was just one game for Tampa Bay. You got it. Let's see what happens from here. Uh, my next prediction for this one, I think for Game Three, um, I think the Rays are gonna take Game Three. I just have this weird feeling now that Tampa Bay's kind of on a in a right mindset, knowing that hey, we've kind of figured out the weakness of the Dodgers if they can attack the middle of the innings, which is kind of the Dodgers' problem all year. It's really if you can attack them in the middle of the innings, it's really not the beginning or the end. Is if you get them in the middle, they uh, they kind of falter, and that goes for any baseball team, but the Dodgers especially with all that talent. It kind of seems like their confidence goes away if you get them in the middle of the innings and then you just control the game. For the Dodgers, really now, what it's going to have to be up to, it's going to be up to those bats. Um, those bats were not in sync like they were last night. So by this time Friday, everybody from the Dodgers has to kind of get ready. Uh, Mookie, 0 for 3, you can't have that. Uh, Corey Seager is probably the only saving grace in today's game. Uh, Turner, 1 for 4. Muncie, 0 for 3. Will Smith, 1 for 4. And everybody else was kind of like a big donut. Bellinger, 0 for 3. Pollock, Rios, Hernandez, Peterson, Barnes. Uh, you can't have that. When you have a lineup like this in baseball where numbers 1 through 9 you know can hit, you can't have that. You They got to... 0 for 3 is not going to cut it. 0 for 4 is not going to cut it. 0 for 2, 0 for 1, whatever it is, it's not going to cut it. And, you know, pulling these pitchers, you know, just one inning in, two innings, one inning, one inning, from Gonsolin to Floro, Gonzalez, May, Kelly, Wood, McGee, you know, you're, you're just killing it. And I know uh, people out there are going to be like, well, it's only one inning, it's only two innings, but the problem is, you're kind of messing up with their rotation as well. You know, their mindset for some of these pitchers, like, hey, I gotta, I'm gonna start game three or whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden they get called up. And now their mindset is, okay, go relief and then get ready for game three. That's, again, analytics is a big killer for Dave Roberts. And hopefully they sharpen up. Game three for the Dodgers' sake, but for my prediction, I think Tampa Bay is going to take game three. I just think they're in the mindset now of we know what we have to do. Game one was kind of a feel you out, and Clayton Kershaw just dominated. Nobody was going to hit on him that night. Nobody was going to do any damage to Kershaw when he's in the zone like that. So now that Kershaw's kind of done for a little bit, we'll see when he, if he comes back. If it is necessary, we'll see what happens there. But Overall, Tampa Bay, I think they get game three this Friday. So let me know what you guys think on that. And we'll just go from there.
So uh, here we go. Uh, coming up this week, we have a ton of good games, ton of good games around the NFL. And last week, for my predictions, I did an abysmal, abysmal eight and six, eight right, six wrong. It was a tough week for me last week. Uh, that brings my new, new total season, 61, 30, and one. Uh, yeah, that one tie. Thanks a lot, Philadelphia. Thanks a lot, Cincinnati. You guys did all that for a tie. I, tie, I hate ties. All right. Ties are, they're just not worth it. I, I always said out there, the NFL should make it a change where if you tie, you get a loss. That's, that's just it. You guys played so terribly that both of you deserve to lose. That, that was always kind of my rule when it came to tying football, but I can't change it. I'm not the commissioner, but that's another topic for another day. So Again, last week I went eight for six. That brings my total of 61, 30, and one. And if you've been following uh, the sports page on Facebook, you can see all my predictions from week one up to today. So uh, last week, a couple of a uh, couple of stunners. You know, the Buccaneers destroyed the uh, the Packers. Aaron Rodgers threw two pick sixes. You know, so that's always a hard thing to come back from. You know, the Steelers are showing why they're kind of one of the uh, most dominant teams, and they got a tough one this week. And, of course, you know, the topic of the week has been Dallas because, you know, when it comes to the Cowboys, it comes to ratings. And everybody's got to talk about the Cowboys because they're all about the ratings. Well, right now, their rating, if I were to put it simply this, if they're a rating, they get a one star out of five for me this year. Because they are just terrible. They are a terrible team, but they are leading the division. So here we go. Let's hope that uh, I do better this week than I did last week. So here we go. Tomorrow, we got Thursday night football. Everything's back to normal. We got a Thursday night football game. It is a NFC East showdown. We got the New York football Giants going up against the Philadelphia Eagles at Philadelphia. So the Giants got their first win. The Eagles uh, battled. Very hard against Baltimore last week. Um, a lot of people are kind of all ready to just cut Carson Wentz out of Philadelphia. But honestly, he's not the problem. The real problem in Philadelphia, truly, I think it's uh, Doug Peterson, whether it's the play calling or that defense. You know, Carson Wentz is putting up amazing numbers. Yeah, he's got some turnover issues, but his numbers are good. And he's doing it with guys who we I don't even know their names. I don't even know their names. Some guy that was drafted in the sixth round a couple years from Chicago picked him up. That's their number one guy right now. So uh, for the Giants, they got their first win last week. So we're going to see how this goes. But in a Thursday nighter, uh, two kind of terrible – well, they are terrible teams. Two terrible teams. Both have one win in the year. Uh, usually in this case, I always go with the home team. In this situation, so I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow over the New York Giants. Then moving on to Sunday with the uh, 10 o'clock games, we got the Browns going up the, against the Bengals, another divisional game. So the Browns kind of came back to reality when they played the Steelers. Uh, Baker Mayfield got benched, and the Bengals, after you know winning, you know their first game a couple weeks ago, they came back to reality too. Uh, I think that what it is in this situation, the Bengals, we know this much. Joe Burrow right now has shown a lot more promise 
than Baker Mayfield. That that's all I'm gonna say on this topic is Joe Burrow looks more promising than Baker Mayfield. Both former number one picks, both former Heisman uh, Trophy winners, but right now, just by the little sample of Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield, I would take Joe Burrow over Baker Mayfield. However, in this game, overall, this is a team game. I'm going to go with the Browns over the Bengals. The Bengals are just terrible. Uh, their only saving grace is that they know they got a hitter in Joe Burrow, and now it's up to Cincinnati to not fail them to build around them. But in this case, I'm going to go Cleveland over Cincinnati. Uh, next game, we got the Detroit Lions going up against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons picked up their first win. The Lions uh, got their second win going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this is a tough one. Uh, this is a tough one because both teams are very, uh, very bad on defense. They're both very bad. They can score a lot, but they can't stop anybody, and that's the problem. But in this case, I am going to go with the Lions over the Falcons. I just like their defense just a little bit more than I do the Falcons, and we'll see how it goes. The Lions still have their head coach. The Falcons are in, have already thrown in the towel by firing Dan Quinn, and usually when that happens, the team just kind of falters and everybody's just kind of playing individually at this point. Uh, the Lions are still trying to prove something. So I'm going to go with the Lions over the Falcons. Moving on to the next game, we got the Buffalo Bills going up against the New York Jets. Uh, this is easy. The Bills have lost two in a row now. They've lost to the you know Titans a couple of weeks ago, and this week they lost to the Chiefs. Um, it was a very close game, but the Chiefs were just too much for the Bills at this point. And the Jets are the Jets are the Jets. You know they are in the running for the number one pick, so I expect them to hold on to that number one pick at least for this week. This is not even a game to be worth discussing about. Give me the Bills over the Jets. The Jets are abysmal, and the Bills are just way better. So they take another division win in that division. Moving on, we got another divisional game. We got the Carolina Panthers going up against the New Orleans Saints. The Panthers are one of those surprising teams. They are 3-3. Three and three. The Saints are trying to – they got a win. They were coming off a bye. You know, they're coming off a bye after beating the Chargers on Monday night a couple weeks ago. And this is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a really close game. But right now, I'm probably going to go Saints over Carolina only because of the fact that both teams are good. I like I like their style of play, both of them. Teddy Bridgewater is looking like the first-round quarterback we all anticipated him to be. And, you know, the Saints still have Drew Brees. I know he's not doing much, but you still got to respect the fact of what he's done in this league. So in this kind of a close matchup, again, same thing with the Giants-Eagles. I always take the home team just because they're at home and they don't have to travel. So give me the Saints over the Panthers. Then moving on, we got another NFC East matchup. We got the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Washington football team. So uh, this is going to be interesting. So the Cowboys really have a lot of issues, and that's you know that's not even on the field. Off the field, they some players have already called out Mike McCarthy. That was the story. Ezekiel Elliott today came out and started bashing his own teammates. So they got a lot of issues. There's not a lot of chemistry. And the thing is, as I mentioned yesterday, last night, if you're the Cowboys, it's time for rebuild. It, it truly is. Um, look, your linemen are down. Tyron Smith is down. Travis Frederick retired. Zach Martin is down. 
your linemen are down. You're playing with two undrafted rookies at your left and right tackle. What was once your strength is now your weakness. Zeke has fumbling issues. The receivers have drop issues. The defense, don't even get me started. Jalen Smith, great story. He got his, you know, he got his new contract, but after watching that uh, Monday nighter, it's no fault to him. Kyler Murray's just fast, but, you know, Mike Nolan should have known to put maybe just a little, somebody a little bit quicker on Kyler Murray to spy. And, you know, Lane Vender-ish, he's going to be on a snap count, especially him coming back off the IR. Uh, with Washington, they're building something special there. They truly are. Uh, you know, Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, defensively, they're building something special there. There's still a few pieces away. And offensively, you know, it's just a mess. But they got some nice pieces. Terry McCollin looks good. Antonio Gibson, the rookie running back out of Memphis, he looks amazing. The problem is I just – I can't really put my faith on them. It, really what it's going to come down to if Washington can get through that offensive line, I think they can, but – I'm actually going to go Cowboys in this one. I think they bounce back from that miserable um, Monday night on a short week. I think they come back stronger than ever because it always kind of seems that no matter what, it doesn't look like you can look bad two weeks in a row. But if they do, then if Dallas loses this game, then it's time to hit the panic button because then Washington's only one game out of first. And Philadelphia would take over if these predictions were to come true. But I'm going to go Dallas on this one. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to figure out their issues. And I just trust Zeke will bounce back. Moving on to the next game, we got the Green Bay Packers going up against the Houston Texans. So in this case, the Texans, you know, they fired Bill O'Ryan. So they're another team that's already kind of looking forward to next season. And the Packers just got embarrassed by the Tom Brady's Buccaneers last week. You know, defensively, they were all over him. He took some shots. David Bakhtiari went down. So hopefully his status is going to be good to go for this Sunday. I do not see the Packers losing this one. No way. I think they come back and they really put a hurting on the Houston Texans. Give me the Packers over the Texans. Now this game, this game should... Should have gone in prime time. If with all the scheduling and flexing of the schedule, they should have really tried everything to put this game on a prime time game. Heck, they should have probably put this on a Thursday nighter, but it is what it is. We got the Steelers going up against the Titans. Both teams five and zero. Both teams with different styles. Pittsburgh's the number two rushing defense to stop the run, and the Titans are the second best running team in the NFL. So. Really, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be strength on strength. And honestly, it's going to be closer than people think. But I'm still going to go the Steelers over the Titans. Yes, I know the Steelers lost Devin Bush for the rest of the year. However, in this type of game, you have to look at defenses and you gotta you got to say which one's better. Right now, the Steelers defense is just a little better than the Titans. I think the offensive line for the Steelers can handle the Titans defense. They can open up some holes, give Big Ben time to protect so he can connect with his receivers. And look, Derrick Henry's going to do his thing. I'm not saying that Derrick Henry's going to have a bad game. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, you know, this is going to be his first kind of true test. 
because this is one of the best, you know, run stuffing teams in the NFL. So it's going to be a good game. I cannot wait to see that one. But as of right now, give me the Steelers over the Titans and a very close one. Very close. Moving on, we got the Seattle Seahawks coming off a bye, visiting the Arizona Cardinals, just coming off a win on Monday night. So Seattle's 5-0, and Arizona's now 4-2. Uh, look, two very talented quarterbacks. Kyler Murray did not have his best night. He only had a complete nine passes to defeat the uh, Dallas Cowboys. The Seahawks' defense is probably not that much better than Dallas. So maybe nine completions will be enough, but this time they actually have to play an offense. You know, sorry, Dallas fans, you know. But it's kind of true, you know, Russell Wilson or Randy Dalton. Come on. But, yeah, give me Seattle, Arizona. I think uh, Seattle takes care of Arizona this week. Moving on, we got a classic AFC West matchup. We got the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Denver Broncos. So the Broncos pulled out an amazing win at Foxborough. And Kansas City back to winning after that um, – Kind of an upset special that they suffered from the Raiders a couple weeks ago. So uh, in this case, give me the Chiefs over the Broncos. What the Broncos did was amazing, but it's the Chiefs now. They're a totally different offense than New England is. Uh, give me the Chiefs big on this one. Then moving on, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the – oof, I was about to call them San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers. So we got Gardner Minshew versus Justin Herbert, two up-and-coming quarterbacks. Uh, this is kind of a toss -um, but I think the Chargers are just a little bit more talented than the Jaguars. Um, not by much, but just a little bit to where the Chargers are at home. Jaguars have a lot of have more questions than answers, and the Chargers look like they found their franchise quarterback. So, give me the Chargers over the Jaguars on this one. Then moving on, we got the San Francisco 49ers going up against the New England Patriots. Uh, look. Last week, all I heard from major networks, I'm not going to get into it, so I don't want to, you know, get in trouble. You know, they were saying, you know, oh, the Patriots are going to be fine. The Patriots are going to be fine. They have Bill Belichick. And look, Bill Belichick's a great coach, but that's not going to hide the fact that they're two and three. Should the Patriots lose this game, then I think it is time to hit the panic button. Then I think it is time to hit the panic button. This is the panic button, not that whole, oh, Tom Brady lost on the Thursday night football, and now the Bear, the Buccaneers are 3-2. and two. Oh, no, if they lose, it's time to hit the – relax. This, however, if the Patriots go 2-4, and four, then I think it's time to hit the panic button on this. Now you really got to evaluate your whole team because your wide receiver core is not that good. You're running back by committee, but no running back wants to take wants to take the lead. Your offensive line is unhealthy. Your defense is fine. There's just some missing key pieces there. And the 49ers are getting healthier by the week. They get Debo back. The running game looks like looked really on sync against the Rams on Sunday night. So in this particular week, give me the 49ers over the Patriots. I think the Patriots fall to two and four. And the 49ers come back to finding their winning ways again. Then we move on to Sunday night football where we got a Super Bowl 37 rematch. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Las Vegas Raiders at Vegas for Sunday night football. Uh, look, the Raiders are coming off a bye. Uh, but however, that bye was kind of a kind of a waste. Trent Brown ended up on the COVID-19 
reserve list today, and John Gruden had to send all of his five starting offensive linemen home because obviously you train with your ones. So that's kind of a bad break for the Raiders there and for the Buccaneers. They're just coming in hot. That defense looks good. They traded for Steve McClendon. Vita Vey is down, but they got uh, Steve McClendon. That defense for the Buccaneers is amazing. If the Raiders' offensive line is at full strength, I could see they could win this game. However, with everything going on right now and all the distractions of Vegas, I don't see this one. I think the Raiders fall to Tampa Bay, and that's kind of a shame because one of their key successes was to win at Kansas City. But now with all this, I do not see them competing with the with that Tampa Bay defense. Uh, if that offensive line is healthy, if I knew that this didn't happen and I knew the offensive line was going to play, I might give them a chance. I give them no chance against Tampa Bay. So give me Tampa Bay over the Raiders. And then to finish off the weekend, we got the Chicago Bears going up against the Los Angeles Rams, Monday Night Football. So this is kind of interesting. The Rams lost Sunday Night Football against the 49ers this past weekend. The Bears are now a surprising 5-1. and one. Ever since that quarterback switch, they are now 5-1 and one for the Bears. For the Rams, they, they kind of had an upset against the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. And this might sound crazy. I know the Rams might be better on paper, but I'm actually going to take the Bears. Look, the Bears' defense has had Jared Goss number for the last couple seasons. Zero touchdowns, five picks. That defense for the Bears is all over Sean McVay's offense. It is all over Jared Goff. And I think the defense is going to do it again this go-around. I think the defense is going to pick up where it left off the last time they met. And I think the defense is going to give them hell on Monday Night Football. So give me the Bears over the Rams. And on the bye this week, the teams are the Baltimore Ravens. They got a bye. The Dolphins, who just made the quarterback switch from Fitzpatrick to Tua, I found that weird. I thought Fitzpatrick should still be the starter, but I don't know what the reasoning was. Maybe we'll get more answers uh, next week. Then you got the Vikings who desperately need a buy and the Colts who need a buy. So other than that, hopefully we'll see what happens. Let me know what you guys think about your predictions. It's always fun to get other people's views and opinions. And as always, you know, if you come to this homepage on the Sports Talk podcast, there's going to be two tabs, one Twitter, one Instagram, and one Facebook. Click on them, subscribe to the pages. You know, let me hear your guys' opinions and everything. And as always, to end the show, uh, E Posky Custom Cups. They ship nationwide on Instagram. You can find them on Instagram, E Posky. Uh, cool cups ideas. They got them. Give them a call. Custom Lily Creations. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram. She's an amazing t shirt designer. She's, like I mentioned earlier, she made me a couple already. And I'm probably going to have to call for another one. But. She's very talented. I would give her a call. And then the last one, Happy Hippie Massage. If you're from the Roland Heights uh, area in California, uh, look her up on Instagram. Message her about rates, prices, the whole shebang. And she's very talented, and she loves what she does. So give her a call. And as always, we will see you guys tomorrow as we uh, recap Thursday Night Football. And we look forward to uh, college football as well. So Take care and have a wonderful night, everybody.